we're so funny. Sorry, other oh, people I totally agree. might not think we're funny. No, we're, we're fantastic. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Really funny. Yeah. Um. Hi everybody, welcome to Unsubscribe. I'm Chanel, and you can find me on Twitter at Chanel Duboxy. And I'm Harry, you can find me at MuffMacGuff. And do you want to tell us what happened uh, this week on uh, Criminal Minds, Chanel? Yes, um, so we're on episode, we're still in season one, this is episode three, it's called Won't Get Fooled Again. Um, but won't we get fooled again, is the question? Uh, okay, so this week, this, this ancient week in like 2005, I want to say, um, there have been some bombings in Palm Beach, Florida, uh, which are really like gross and uncomfortable to watch. And uh, they're trying to figure out if this is like a terrorist, what's going on. Um, and we have some flashbacks to what happened in Boston, this thing in Boston that we still were sort of like dancing around. We don't really know what it was. So we get some answers about what happened in Boston. Um, there's a connection to these bombings that keeps happening. They keep happening. Um, and they're apparently connected back to this, this person named Adrian Bale, who is in prison and uh, really likes to look at porn. There's some stuff about Morgan and like what he used to do in, in Morgan's past. Um, there's more more stuff about Gideon and like, does he have PTSD? Is he a flight risk? Should we trust him? Um, and uh, yeah, so a lot of answers get uh, answered. I think that was a terrific explanation. Excellent, I'm glad. So do you wanna start from the top? Yeah, okay, so. Okay, so in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, radio is talking about that it's miserable weather, like usual. Because it's Florida, because, yeah, Missouri. Um, and there's a dude carrying something to his car, and another dude is like. Uh, the dude yeah. who's uh, carrying the thing to the car is, among other roles, uh, the dad from Even Stevens, and um, mm-hmm. I believe room and board's first AD, or I guess they call it a stage manager, on the first season of The Comeback. He's got all kinds what? of roles. <laughs> I love that you know this. I knew he looked familiar. I didn't remember what he looked familiar from. That's right. Yeah. From uh, the comeback and from the um, So he's carrying something to his car, and then some, like, angry dude in a suit comes up to him and starts telling him, like, you have to get your shit together or else I'm going to get you, basically. Yeah. Um, and... So it's not clear what's going on there, but then the dude in the suit turns away to walk to his car, and then there's an explosion. Yep. Uh, it's a huge and then, explosion, and it's horrifying. It's horrifying, and the dude from Even Stevens is, like, laying on the ground screaming, and, like, I yeah. guess his leg got blown off. It's really, like, uncomfortable. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, he cut to uh, the gang watching this on the news, I believe, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, and that's how we learn that this is the second uh, major bombing in this area recently. Right. Um, is that right? And then another bomb goes off while they're, like, watching while watching the news. 
And sometimes in this this, uh, episode is that, like, the roundtable room that they're in is, like, super small and not actually the roundtable room they use in the future, which just made me think that this whole season is, like, you know, an experiment. Like, we don't want to put – we don't want to invest too much money into, like, sets and wardrobe and stuff like that because, like, what if this shit gets canceled? Sure. So, yeah, everybody is just sort of, like, yeah, in this, like, really tiny room. Um, I had a a lot of questions with the workspace. I I really didn't quite understand how much of the office is theirs and and really what connects everything else. I thought we got a peek of it last week um, with, like, the bullpen set up or whatever. And this week seems to be much more conference room focused. Yeah, I I think... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a, I mean, there's just a lot of, like, truncatedness about this episode. I feel like they want us to pay attention to, like, what people did in the past and how it sort of, I don't know, what it means for, like, the future or whatever, or at least the present. I don't know. But, like, we have a lot of past information about things. Yeah. Yeah. So another bombing happens while they're watching it. Right, and we learn, um, speaking of the past, that Morgan's background is with the ATF. Um, so he's yeah. exactly who they want to not go with them to the bombing uh, location. They're like, you've got a lot of mm-hmm. ATF experience. You've got to stay at home and work on this bomb puzzle. Yeah, uh, with Garcia, who shows up again. Yes, yeah, no, there's a lot to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Morgan, I think, is also worried that Gideon is going to be upset about the bombing because, as we know, Gideon took a mental health leave of absence from the FBI because of a Boston bombing, not the real-life Boston bombing, but a fake one that preceded the real one by about a decade, almost a decade. Right. What I love about the exchange, I think Morgan is saying to Hotch, I'm worried about Gideon dealing with a bombing, and Hotch is like, Morgan, let's stop trying to profile Gideon, okay? Let's just uh, try to solve this mystery. Ah. But literally, Hotch's whole job is profiling Gideon. He was put on this team to watch Gideon and see if Gideon's too fucked up from the Boston bombing. So I feel like Morgan bringing this up with Hotch is very responsible of Morgan. And Hotch just, like, blows it off. He doesn't care at all. I don't, so this is, I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this without talking about, like, the very far future of the show. Oh. But there has always been this thing, yeah, I mean, there's always been a thing about, like, inter-team profiling. Like, we don't want to do that to each other. Um, right. But at the same time, like, when someone's, like, really fucked up, which they inevitably are because this job is really fucked up, like, what do you do? Right. How do you deal with each other? Um, so it's not clear. I kind of think, like, Hotch is not, like, he's just, like, Morgan, just don't worry about it, and just, like, you figure out the bomb puzzle, and, like, I will clearly be thinking about this. And, like, Hotch is just, like, chill, but you know what he's thinking about it the whole time, I think. Sure. To get onto the airplane, to head out to Florida, um, as you noted, uh, a, a famous a Bartlett's quotation is the price of admission to get on an airplane. And uh, so Gideon gives us a Samuel Johnson quote for this one. It's a long one, I think. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. 
I think. I'm going to look it up, actually. Keep talking. All right. That's fine. So once they get there, they start, you know, doing some research into Tom Virtue and what the deal is with him being exploded. And there's a whole condo development deal that went bust because the land was on methane. And, I mean, yeah. you know, I guess we've all been there at some point or another. Uh, but yeah, that's what this whole thing's about. And I, what I really like is that very early on in the investigation, uh, Reed is like, hey, guys, here's a thought. What if, and Gideon's like, shut up, Reed. Uh, I just found a quote. Uh, yeah. And this is, it is, almost all absurdity of conduct arises from the imitation of those whom we cannot resemble. Sure. Yeah, I don't. Well, right. Yeah, I guess. And I, I guess we'll think about what that means for the larger portion. <laughs> I'm not really sure I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Reed is all like, "I have an idea," and everyone's like, "Shut the hell up, dude." Right. Because uh, so literally the entire, if, if I recall correctly, and I definitely 100% do, all of last week's mystery was about thinking outside of the box, right? It's about um, right. we come to these cases with these preconceptions, but it's time to step away from those preconceptions and, like, look at the facts of the case. And that was a valuable lesson that we all took from the case, not least of us read um, as the person who used that information as a way to, like, figure out chess games or whatever. But, like, immediately they're like, all right, let's start working on a bomber pro- on a bomber profile. What do we already know about bombers? Let's start from the profile and then see who fits it. It's like you guys. Mm-hmm. I was watching the last episode. Were you? Uh, because not to spoil anything too far, but they waste a lot of time with this bomber profile. I think that's why. Like before we started recording, I said how like I straight up hate this episode, and there's a lot of like yes. There's a lot of times when I watch, I rewatch episodes to self-soothe, and I'm totally aware of how messed up watching the show to self-soothe would be, but it's what I do. do but this it. episode, I, you guys, <laughs> that's right. But this episode, I just, I don't know if it's that I'm bored, or like, I'm just not, I, I mean, I think it's boredom, or maybe it's just that like, I don't care, which is the same thing. But yeah, I just, I'm not into this episode, and I, I I'm just not sure why, but because it is kind of like a relic of time, of Criminal Minds time, to like watch it and okay. be like, wow, this, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so they're spending a lot of time on this bomber profile and being really confused. Yeah. They're like, uh, wait a minute. But not really, oh, yeah. a fit with a bomber profile. Nah, who cares? Let's keep following this lead. Um, who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah. But we also get, finally... Morgan and Garcia in person together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that you were excited for this. I, yes. Uh, but yes. I love seeing them together. For me, because this was part of my confusion about where they work. Because, like, is Garcia's computer room within walking distance of Morgan's puzzle uh, put pieces putting together conference room? Or did she, like, had to drive over? Like, I really, I, I, this episode made me really wonder about the floor plan of their workspace. The layout, right, right. Um, I don't think we ever know. How, I think we're just supposed to assume that, like, 
she that her bunker is near BAU. Maybe it's under BAU. Maybe it's under the BAU, right? I don't know that we ever no. know. There's never a scene of them like, where walking is. to the bunker or her being like, I'm in the bunker now. I'll be there in, you know, insert amount of time. I'll be there in 30 seconds. I'll be there in six hours. Like, who knows? She's is always there in 30 so, seconds. Do we know for sure that her bunker is a, a room connected to the ground and not an airplane? No. Like, is it possible that she's working from an airplane hovering above the BAU? is what I'm asking. Is it possible? Is it possible, possible? and is it likely, and is it definitely the case? Those are my three questions for you. Yes, to all of those those things. Okay, it is possible, it is likely, and it is what has happened. Yes. Yes. That's my answer. All right. So this, their, their relationship is very consistent with last week in the sense that they seem to want to fuck each other, but Morgan is using these, like, pickup artist negging techniques. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, hey, how's it going, Morgan? He's like, who cares? Shut up. Come in here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so they inexplicably do right. not fuck on this episode, but it Inex- seems to be on the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything uh, about that. I can't. I, I'm I not going to say I, anything about the future of fucking in this situation. Um, and the Morgan indicates yeah. that the bomb that he is like reassembling from its fragments is like super deadly, and he says that this bomber yeah. is one sick puppy who aims to kill. Right. And uh, anyway, that that was my takeaway. I was like, okay, so now we know a little bit more about our unsub that they are one sick puppy who aims to kill. Right, as opposed to, like, your other bombers who don't? Shill bombers. I mean, I guess, yeah, shill bombers. Yeah, I guess other bombers might aim to not kill, but just, like, distress people. Right. Yeah. Um, So they start searching through Mrs. Clarman's house while she's out shopping. There's no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And they find a box of things. Uh, I was not able to recognize any of the objects in the box as being a bomb-related things, but apparently they are. Because they also have the Anarchist Cookbook, but on this show it's called the Anarchist Companion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's, like, a copyright issue there, or maybe the Anarchist Companion is a book, an actual book that I don't know about, and I just know about the Anarchist Cookbook. Maybe it is. There was, was this before, or, I'm going to look this up, actually. Um, th- is there also um, a scene, the Anarchist Companion, right? Um, there was also, I don't know if this was before or after this, uh, where Morgan, not Morgan, um, Gideon says something like how bombers, how you always profile the bomber's victims. Because uh-huh. they could be, I mean, they don't, not the bombers victims, but, like, bombers are most likely to blow themselves up or something like that. So, like, they want to look right. at this guy as being potentially the bomber. Yes, I think that, that I, I don't remember if it was before or after. I think it's probably before, because, right, they're searching this guy's house. Because, right, they say, 
like uh, criminal bombers are very likely to accidentally blow themselves up um, because dealing right. with bombs is dangerous business. So what, we have this list of victims. It's likely that one of them was the bomber. Um, right. And so then they're, right, looking through his house. And I think, what does it turn out, right? Like the uh, the anarchist companion and the bomb materials or whatever belong to his nephew right. in, like, Texas? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, I just forgot it there. I don't know. Like, they don't really say what happens to him. Does he go to jail? Is he okay? What what happens to this? Um, I don't think we know. Oh, by the way, the anarchist companion is not a thing. Okay. So it was definitely, like, I think a copyright issue. Got it. The anarchist companion Um, is not a thing because they don't end up having friends. Right. Anarchists have no companions. Yeah, Um, I mean. I don't think they say what happens to this guy. I think they work. Yeah. Left well, one yeah. For the rest yeah. of the time. Maybe he'll be an unsub in a future episode. Oh my God. I love that idea. There's like a bombing in Texas and they're like, Hey, it's Tom Virtue's nephew. Hey. By Shia LaBeouf. Uh, oh God. Oh, uh, they talk so to real. Uh, Tom Virtue in the hospital about the bomb. Yeah. land development deal, which I cannot find myself to care about at all. Um, and he says, I, did, I wrote this quote down because I really liked it. I thought that geologist was legit. Um, and it's another one of those situations where it's like, we've all been taken in by phony geologists, bro. Don't feel too bad. <laughs> I, just like, you know, like next time you probably want to refer to the master list of licensed geologists, but it's an easy mistake to make. What's that thing called, Angie's List? That's right. Is that a thing Angie where you, like, can look up? Yes, that's what we should be looking at. That's what we should all be looking at. But there's a super annoying moment during this. Um, Gideon's talking to the dude who just got his leg blown off. He yes. was, like, and they remarked that it's he's, like, very coherent and, right. and, like, doesn't seem like he's probably the bomber because he is, like, he's, I don't remember what the word was, but there was something, like, Gideon's, like, yeah, it's definitely not him. And the dude is talking about one of the other victims. I think he says Barbara. Oh my God! Barbara yes. Keller, maybe. And Reed goes the first victim, like, like, and Gideon is like, dude, I know. Yeah. It's, it's fully annoying. I was fully annoyed. Like, I, I'm we, really I, I just, that. like, I can only assume that at this point in the writing of Criminal Minds people are, like, still trying to figure out who Reed is going to be as a character. So they're like, let's just go for, like, the lowest bar possible and just make this kid, like, the most annoying thing that has ever, like, moved. Okay, well, you know, Chanel, I'm not trying to be rude here, but Reed's a genius. I don't know if you know this about him. Um, (laughs) So when he says that a woman was the first victim, that's not necessarily information everyone has because he's a genius. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I see what you're saying. Just something to bear in mind, okay? So you're saying so maybe Gideon is... Well, I, I mean, I, what, I, what I like about his relationship with Gideon is that no matter how smart Reed is, Gideon is smarter because Gideon can do everything. Yeah. And so Reed is always trying to say things, and uh, Gideon is always <laughs> shutting him the fuck down. He said, you're not the only genius in this room, Reed. I got taken off of mental health leave. 
Um, but I think they also, when they're talking about the old lady who was the first victim, uh, they say another line I really enjoyed, which was, um, she's old and lonely, now she's dead. Which, you know, I guess we'll be thinking about all of us one day. It's true. and But also, like, I, I just, like, step back here. Like, step step back, judgmental profilers. They also say that she collects cats. And I was like, yeah. all right, so she's not lonely. Right. Cats are companions. Cats. They are. It, you're, no, you're absolutely right. But you know what? She has more companions than an anarchist. That's right. Anarchists need a book. To keep them company. No, so also I collect collecting cats is not a term I'd necessarily use. I don't know. Yeah, I, that makes me think that like I don't know. It made me think that maybe the cats were like um, taxidermied creatures. Okay, so I think the next scene is uh, Morgan is still trying to put the bomb puzzle pieces together, and Garcia is mm-hmm. playing video games on a handheld device. So she doesn't have any work to do, right? She's just, like, chilling. Yeah, I guess her whole job is to, like, sit there and watch Morgan assemble a bomb today. Yeah, I think she kind of has one of the best jobs in the, like, in their gang because they, you know, they need her to be available to do computer stuff when they need it. But if they're not calling, she's just hanging out. Yep. Um, That's right. And so Morgan's like, this bomb doesn't make any sense to me. I've never seen a bomb like this. And then Garcia's like, oh, well, I play Tetris. So boom, and like figures out what the deal is with the bomb immediately. And then because she figures that out, Morgan's like, I know who built this bomb. Yes. Suddenly he knows somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, and now is the part where, everybody's cases comes back to haunt Gideon. The person that Morgan thinks mm-hmm. built the bomb is Bale the Boston bomber. Yes. Uh, from Gideon's past. Bale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we have to, then we find out sort of more of the uh, gratuitous details of what actually happened, which apparently uh, Gideon got six of six agents killed. Right. Because of an oversight. Yeah, because he trusted the bomber. Um, Which is like, kind of, I don't know. I guess that's, I guess if you're a profiler and you trust somebody and then they fuck you over, it's 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 not understandable to me what would be going on with why, why Gideon is like so fucked up about this. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. And I think that Gideon is probably the exact wrong person to be dealing with Bale in this situation. But, of yeah, course, they're like, let's send Gideon to deal with Bale in this situation. Yeah. Um, oh, but before Gideon goes to visit Bale, uh, we see them briefing the, I guess, local police or something like that, local ATF. And they're talking about yeah, what, the, what the profile of a bomber is. And um, I like that they say that the bomber is probably a furniture maker, because um, that's the kind of job that a bomber has. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like that. Um, furniture? And then they're, they're talking yeah. about, like, delicate, dull work, and Hotch admits to having spent, quote, a good chunk of his childhood collecting coins. 
yes. Yes. And then he's like, and then Elle and JJ are looking at him like, I can't believe what a giant fucking nerd you are. Yeah. Right. So Gideon's visiting Bale in prison, and we're cutting back and forth between that and an idyllic, perfect blonde family. Uh, just yeah. having a regular day at home, it seems. Chill day. Watching, watching JJ on a box television is what the little girl's doing. Right. That's right. Yeah, JJ is on television saying, um, if you are a perfect blonde family, make sure that you don't handle any bombs. And immediately right. the daughter is like, hey, mom, there's a bomb on the front steps. And the mom is like, oh, shit, don't handle that bomb. <laughs> Uh, and right. So meanwhile, right, Bale and Gideon are partying in prison and I guess playing mind games with each other, which is both of their favorite activity. And this, this little girl back on the, I guess they keep like flashing back to the porch. I'm not sure, but this little girl is like holding the box and the mom is like, ah, it's a bomb. And it's like, really? I don't know. For a second in this scene, I was like, shit, if that was me, like I would, I would just, I don't know if I could like hold on to the box. She's like, it's heavy. And the mom was like, you're doing great. You keep holding on to the bomb or else we're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the bomb squad comes and, like, just, like, takes care of it. I would have picked I which I neighbor I hated the most and then tossed it into their lawn. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, everybody, or just be like, everybody stay inside your house and throw it into the middle of the street. I mean, it depends on so many things. Like, what do you do if a bomb gets delivered to your house and you know it's a bomb? Um, yeah, that's, that's an age-old question that this show tries to answer for us. There's so many choices. Um, yeah. so after Bale and Gideon chat for a while, and Bale, and they talk about mm-hmm. how Bale could have, you know, had a better prison term or whatever, but he just was not able to avoid killing people because he loves it so much. Um, mm-hmm. Gideon is like, okay, with this information, I'm going to go do some other things, and Reed says, I'm going to stay behind. And my question is, does yeah. Reed, like, move into the prison? Or, like, wh- what does staying behind mean for him in this circumstance? Where is Reed uh, going to be? I guess apparently he's just, like, chilling in the prison, right? Because then the next, later you just see him, like, walking around with a phone. Yes. Is it, do you, does that, can you just do that as law enforcement? Can you just be like, I'm going to hang out for a while and just, like, wander around the prison for a while? I guess so. I mean, the prison also seems, like, kind of empty. Yeah. And, like, he's just strolling around, like, empty quarters. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on this, like, whole <laughs> premise that you can just chill in the prison, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's happening. So then I think L is the one who figures out that all this bombing has been about a fake coin deal, which I truly did not expect. No part of me saw that coming. Uh, for the longest no time, part. we all thought it was about right. the, uh, the methane condo development. But no, this bombing was all about a fake coin deal. Yeah. And so it's part of their investigation, right? they got to get Garcia to uh, clone Bale's uh, heat stroke. Yes, she's back in the airplane. The drone, maybe, is what she <laughs> Right. Can it be a drone if there's a person um, in it? Just, I try to avoid finding too much information about drones. I know, right. Um, but she and Reed have this weird conversation about 
uh, bail and like, so she needs to hack into his email or, you know, she needs to set up an email so that he'll read it. Oh my God. Yeah. She and she's like, what do I, my favorite part is something like willing teens or <laughs> something uh, like willing teens. Quote, sexy willing teen hot for inmate XXX. <laughs> and so Bale is, this is another situation where the show is like, she's a character, a genius. And this genius is clicking a link in an email titled Sexy Willing Teen Hot for Inmate XXX. So, I'm uh-huh. sorry, how big of a genius can Bale be if, uh, that, if that virus is the one that gets him? I mean, you have to wonder if he wanted to get caught. That's what oh. I, I don't know. I'm not sure that that's what was going on. But, like, but also, okay, I'm in favor of that. Also, the weird part of this, another weird part of this, is that Reed is like, um, you have to get him to do something. You have to get him to feel like he's in control because he's impotent. Right. Yes. That's, that's exactly right. She's like, how am I going to send him a virus email he's going to click on? And Reed goes, well, obviously we know he's impotent, so send him an email that an impotent person would click on. And, you know, honestly, I think this email is probably the least likely to get him to click on because... If he's an intimate dude who clicks on obvious spam emails, he's gotten his share of, like, uh, erection pill emails. And I'm sure he's been to this rodeo before where you open the link and it turns out that it's a virus and it fucks you up. By now, he must be a little bit more wary of these emails, one would think. Right? But also, like, do you but, feel like there's something a little antique about the term impotent? Uh, yes. You're totally right. My question is, because yeah. again, I, you know, we're not criminal profilers. We're just criminal profiler profilers. And uh, I wonder, like, if in real life criminal profiling, erectile dysfunction plays as big a role in headline as television would have you think. I also wonder this. Yes. yes. Like, this is a constant trope in the show, too, is that, like, they're always like, dude is infinite, therefore he wants to murder everyone. Right. It's like, there must be and some like, people who can't get hard on who are not trying to murder everyone somewhere on the Right. <laughs> right. No, maybe not. So I don't know if we're, like, overselling this or not, or if this is, like, maybe, maybe I'm, like, completely underestimating, like, dudes who can't get hard on. Yeah, so... I don't know. Dude is impotent. Right. And therefore, he opened fan email. Now, there's just this, this moment of him, like, at the little, like, prison computer kiosk, and he's just, like, moving his shoulders around and, like, getting really leanable and, like, leaning in really right. close to the screen, like, I'm going to see some boobs. Like, you know, it's, it's like, and there's a, there's a, um, there's an officer, like, standing kind of nearby, and I wonder, like, what is that officer's job? Huh. If he's supposed to be like, you can't look at boobs on the internet because you're in prison. I'm going to yeah. stop you from doing that. So right, we understand understand that Bale is using email illegally. He's not supposed to be using email. But surely, if he was able to figure out how to access email uh, covertly, he can just like go to porn sometimes. And in fact, he does. Right? Like Garcia says, he goes to a yeah, lot yeah. of porn. And I like she says he goes to a lot of porn sites. And the website he's going to is NaughtyHobbies.net, which is not a porn site, but it is a forum for bomb making. 
here's here's part of my question. Is NaughtyHobbies.net exclusively a bonding message board, or is it a message board that has threads relating to all kinds of naughty hobbies? What are some other naughty hobbies? Other than bomb making? There are no- <laughs> I'm going to go to NaughtyHobbies.net right now, by the way. But I also, this is like I 2005, like read- too. Yes. So maybe the site has gone defunct after its uh, after its servers were hit by fans of Criminal Minds. Yeah. <laughs> to just join the site. Um, and I like that when they find out about the bomb message board, Reed is like, get me the name of everybody on that message board. And they're like, okay, sounds good. We'll do that. This is one of those times when, like, I I kind of feel like Garcia just does their job for them. Yes. They figure out that someone on the site is an antiquities dealer. And they're like, antiquities dealer is sort of like a furniture maker, and that fits our profile. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there you go. Done. Because it turns out that it was, in fact, the coin deal all along. Yep. And so Elle has been sort of following the coin lead, and she's at the bomber's house. And, like, in very short succession, the bomber runs runs over his wife, and Elle... You know, it's so weird. She fires a bunch of shots at the back of the car, but somehow it solves nothing. Nope. And it's like, if firing shots at a car driving away from you doesn't solve problems, like, what are law enforcement going to do with themselves? What, is any, what, what are any of us to do? Right. We're just... <laughs> yeah. So they're at, you know, the bomber's house. They're like, he was in the garage. Obviously, he is a bomber who worked in this garage. Let's just have some local cops break down the door and walk around in the garage. Now, nothing bad mm-hmm. happens to them, but I was shocked that nobody was like, let's get the ATF over here and make sure that we're not all going to blow up as soon as we walk inside there. And in the garage is where they find out that he's been manufacturing fake coins all along, just like we suspected. Which is just like, I don't know, the most nerdy and most boring thing you could do, I feel. I just, I mean, I understand that that's like a crime, but... Do you? I I don't think I do. On some level, I don't really understand that it's a crime. Yeah, it's hard to get worked up about this uh, crime, which is why it's great that he started doing bombs, because otherwise, who would have cared? Yeah, no one gives us, like, that might have been part of it. It's like, I'm doing this thing that's kind of like, I know it's a crime, but, like, no one really cares about it this particular crime. So, like, since no one gives a fuck, I should probably, like, make bombs. I think that's exactly what happened. So it turns out that he and Bale are not, like, BFFs or anything. He's just super into Bale design work. And uh, you can tell because he has, like, a newspaper clipping about Bale on his wall, and he's underlined Bale and written the best (laughs) on newspaper clipping. (laughs) so awesome. (laughs) And there's, like, little hearts around it. Yeah. True love. <laughs> um, at what point does the dude with the bomb walk into the police station? Do we miss that part? That's like, yeah, that's like right around now. Although right before that, okay. I just yeah. wanted to mention that yeah, yeah, Garcia yeah. has like lunch with Morgan or whatever. And oh, yeah. a ridiculous quantity of packaging for her cooking. <laughs> I really, that really stood out to me, that her cookies are in an enormous package, considering their size. Oh, 
Um, and I found that very wasteful. I did not notice that. I love that you noticed that. In that scene, you were distracted by the cookies, and I was distracted by the gross apple that she had, which was like one of those, um, not a golden delicious, but like one of those like green ones with a tight skin, and they're just gross and like gross, and I don't want to look at it because then I think about what it tastes like. It's just gross, and it was just sitting there making me deal with it. So that was annoying, but yeah. So they're sitting there partying, and she makes some comment about how, like, she hasn't slept in a bunch of days. And so, like, why can't, you know, she, if she's not sleeping, then why would they let her eat? It's a great question. And, well, yeah. Right. Has, yeah. Well, has she what, not what? slept because she's, is the reason she hasn't slept because she's fucking Morgan just off screen? Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Right, right. Right. Or is um, she, like, just on, is she just, like, on call or something, and she just, like, can't go home because something might happen, and she might have to, like, look it up? That's, right, that's totally the great, that's the question, right? Like, does she right. live in her computer room? Because she's always there when they call, but she's not always working. She's just chilling. We don't right. know what else is in her airplane. No, we don't. We don't um, it, like, uh, it could be, like, a decent apartment, and then she's just, like, hanging out, and then when the call comes in, she walks over to her computer's room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. That is what happens. Uh, right. So, right, then the guy with the bomb around his neck walks into the police station. Yeah. Ugh, this is a difficult, a difficult moment. Um... Yeah, this poor guy. I just like, ah, yeah. Yeah, It's like one of these things that like sometimes things upset me about this show. And like, I don't really, there's so many things on this show that are upsetting. And like, sometimes I'm just surprised by like what upsets me. And this is one of the things where I was like, ah, shit, poor guy. Like, he's just walking around and somebody's like, here's a bomb. And then you have to go deal with it. Like, it's terrible. Yeah, the worst. And, you know, then they, like, further traumatize him by putting him into the bomb cage, which I have some questions about the yeah. bomb cage that they put him in. <laughs> is that a freestand? Is that always in the station, or do they set it up? Do they always have it ready to set up? Does it come down from the ceiling so you have to go to the same place, or do they just build it around you wherever you were standing? These are some of my questions about the I, they put the guy into. I was thinking it was like they have like it's like a tent that they just pitch. You know, they have sure. like an emergency cage thing and they're just like, All right, it's happened. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I find that very plausible. And so meanwhile yeah. they're sneaking up on Walker, the bomber, and yeah. he's about to give himself up, right? When they realize yeah. that uh, I, I think they're like, uh, bombers are cowards, so if he thinks that he's caught, he'll turn himself in. And they're just about to, he's just about to, like, turn himself in when, uh, I think it's Gideon, it goes, wait a minute, he's not a bomber profile, he's a forger profile. Um, because, as we know, forgers are typically extremely brave. Yes. Uh, and they're like, okay, this guy is going to blow himself up, so we got to run away. And indeed, he does, and they do. Right. Um, and this is that moment where you want to be like, you guys, 
you started from a profile, and once again, it has bitten you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, like, don't so do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, maybe start from the facts of the case, you boners. Maybe criminal profiling isn't a gig. I just say, like, I never, I didn't actually think about the sort of things, like, in all the time watching the show, I didn't think about this. Maybe it's not that I didn't think about it. Maybe I just didn't notice this, like, this thing about, like, how they always have to sort of confront this idea that, like, criminal profiling isn't, isn't like, perfect. So, like, right. maybe what they do is, like, a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make them like rethink their whole lives, but like maybe something. Maybe maybe we're thinking about the the forger. Uh, now that he's dead, they need someone to deactivate the neck bomb, and the only guy that can do that is Bale. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. And so yeah. Bale says, "I will disconnect this bomb if you put me in a mental hospital. You admit that I beat you." And you apologize yeah. to the families of everybody that I killed. And Gideon's like, yeah, that sounds good. But can Gideon make yeah. deals like that? Is Gideon, does Gideon have the authority to promise an inmate that they'll be transferred to a mental hospital? Hmm. I don't, I, I don't. Well, so this is like another thing about like how far does the, jurisdiction of the BAU reach. Indeed. Like, right. Like, are they allowed to do this stuff? Is this, like, all, is this, like, all part of the scam that Gideon is, like, that we then find out that Gideon has been, like, kind of concocting in his head the whole time? Or, like, what? I don't, I don't know. I think we're not supposed to think too much about it, but it's too late for that. I think that's correct, yeah. So they go to the, the bomb tent. Um, mm-hmm. and they get down to you cut either the red wire or the blue wire um, and Bale is like cut the red wire and Gideon's like fuck that cut the blue wire instead <laughs> right yeah uh, yeah I, guess, I guess it's like he's supposed to learn something right yeah like he's not going to trust Bale again oh well he's not going to get fooled we'll get again, again. Yeah. hey yeah. <laughs> um, here's a question that I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is, I guess, about the criminal justice system as a whole. But if Bale genuinely cannot make decisions that benefit him, if he finds himself compelled to set off a bomb when not setting off the bomb would only do good things for him, why does he yeah. not belong in a mental hospital? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, right, I mean, at the risk of getting, like, grim about it, like, I just think it's, like, a larger question for me of, like, do you think that, like, does evil exist, or are we just talking about, like, some kind of, like, really deep-seated, not deep-seated, but, like, like, is, is this a mental illness? situation like is that do you think that that is what's the basis of, of like what we're going to call evil mm-hmm. and you know i don't know i mean that's i think about that a lot because i watch the show a lot and they're always like evil evil and like i'm not sure that i think that evil exists and they're always saying like uh-huh. oh well of course evil exists because we've seen it like this manifestation of evil and i wonder like is that evil or 
are we talking about? I'm not sure that I think that like a person is just like shitty and evil. I think it's like way more complicated than just deciding that someone is like evil. So I, I did think about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it does seem like maybe someone would be like, oh, this guy seems like really off. I think we should probably do something about this. Let's not throw him in jail indefinitely, but yeah. Um, well, in any event, the episode ends with Gideon and Bale in Bale's jail cell, and Gideon says, mm-hmm. you're a rare bird, and I'm happy that I put you in a tiny cage, and then walks off bird. to himself. Uh. Um, and so another job well done of putting people behind bars. Yeah. Yep. Dealing with the problem. Definitely dealt with the problem. Um, but before this happens, Gideon says something to Bale about how he's let everybody know how willing Bale was oh, to right. cooperate with the police. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gideon wants Bale to get murdered in prison. Totally. Totally. Um, because once you decide someone's evil, it doesn't matter what right. you do to them. Nothing is too bad to right. do to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, I don't know. Yeah, this maybe, I guess so. Yeah, this episode was very uh, revenge Just thinking about the part where Gideon said, where Bale was like, I want you to apologize. Um, and Gideon was like, yeah, totally, I will apologize. And I guess I just was thinking like, well, I mean, I can see that that, I don't think that, that Gideon would need to be manipulated into apologizing. He probably already feels like the shit was his fault. So, like, I'm not sure that that was, like, such a stretch. Uh. But, but, and he probably already feels like Bale beat him. Because he kind of did. Yeah, oh, Bale totally beat him. Like, yeah. Bale didn't get to and kill so, someone, but... Right. And also, I guess after this episode, it's fine. Like, everyone's just going to be like, yo, I guess it's fine. I'm wondering if we're supposed to fine. close the door on Gideon's, like, possible, uh, like, mental breakdown following the Boston bombing. If he's like, I'm good now. Yeah. We're cool, everybody. Everybody's cool. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway. And there's no bookend quote at the end of it. Right, the- there's no quote. We don't no. see them sleeping on the plane on the way home or anything like that. Yeah, no, no sleeping, which I always enjoy. Yeah, no, I know that's uh, one nice of your favorite sleep. things, to watch what people do <laughs> on the plane right home. Yeah, it's very illuminating. Um, I'm looking up the next episode. Oh, which is actually one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so the next episode is called Plain Sight. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, that's all I'll say about it. Well, that's exciting. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll so get ready for one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm pumped. All right, should we sign off? Yeah. Um, okay, we'll see you soon, guys. Sorry, what? Sorry, uh, where can you find the show on Twitter? Oh, at unsubpod, yeah, that's our Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, you should follow us. For unsubpod, once again, I'm Harry. Chanel. And we'll see you 
uh, we'll, we'll be sending you a brown box with blue block lettering on the address bar. Don't open it. Or maybe open it. Oh. I don't know. We don't tell you what to do. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>